Welcome into Straight Up Sports. It's time for eight-man football talk, week seven of the season. There's only three games left in the regular season until we get the playoff time. So it's getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Um, this week I will be at South Holt and Holt at Mountain City, number four team in the state, for the Pickup Country K&IM Game of the Week. Um, my the other station, 971 Ville, will be at LeBlond at... Northwest Nottaway. So if you want to check that game out, that'll be on 97.1 The Ville. My game will be on 95.9 FM. Um, but a little bit of updates throughout the... We'll just go through week seven here real quick. And then I'll go through the rankings and then the players and stuff. I got broader thoughts that I have. Um, this week, we got DeCab at Platte Valley. Very interested with this game, actually. This, in the past, this game has been, hey, whose team is not going to go winless in the conference this year? Um, but these teams are both much improved from last year. DeCab actually um, had a winning record there to start the year. Platte Valley still haven't had the wins to show their progress, but you can tell they're a much better team this year than they have been uh, in the past. Just by the way they're playing with teams this year, uh, much more impressive than in years past. Um, I actually think Platte Valley wins this game. I think DeCab's a little bit beat up. Maybe they're getting healthier. Uh, but I know I talked to a couple of coaches around the area, and they said DeCab's a pretty good team. It's just... They're really hit hard by injuries right now. That might be enough of an edge there for Platte Valley to sneak in and uh, steal a win here. Especially at home, I will take Platte Valley to upset kind of DeCab in a mini upset. Not a, not a huge upset. I think it's going to be a fun football game there. Uh, both teams run the ball really hard. Dalton Luke, a uh, really good runner for Platte Valley. Patrick O'Connor's really come on this year. Uh, it's to be a nice little complimentary piece there at the quarterback position and some of those read options they run. Um, DeCab, they got Mecklefresh. He's really good. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how those two kind of go at each other. It could be a high-scoring game. I know it was a couple of years ago. It was into the 50s and 60s, I think. So um, I can't wait to see how the kind of game shapes out. I'll be keeping my eye on it for sure. Uh, next up, Stewartsville at number two, East Atchison. East Atchison should roll in this one. No really big questions. Their EA should finish the year undefeated. Uh, their schedule really lightens up here in the last three weeks. Um, South Holt, Nolly Holt at Mountain City, number four team in the state. I will be calling that game. Um... This game I thought would be interesting, but it's got a little more interesting this past week. Um, as like I said, um, after the East Atchison game last week, we found City lost over in Tarkio 58-50. to uh, Their starting quarterback and middle linebacker, Landon Papa, was actually ejected for targeting uh, with three minutes to go in that football game on an onside kick attempt. Um, I've seen the video now. I, didn't, I haven't seen it last week when I was recording this, uh, but I've seen the video now. It is an extremely, extremely weak call, and um, and you guys know I am anything but a Mound City homer when it comes to this stuff, but it was very weak. I said this a couple of years ago for a South Holt Nami Holt uh, versus St. Christian game when Austin Barton was kicked out for targeting, um, and he hit a kid shoulder pad to the chest, and he got kicked out for targeting, missed the next week, and that was a bad call. This one's worse because there's not a whole lot of contact. He just landed diving for a loose ball on an onside recovery. I mean, that's all it was. Um, tough break there for Mountain City. He won't be playing versus South Holt Nami Holt. Uh, that's what I've heard, that he's not going to be able to suit out because of it's a state rule. You get targeting, you're out the next week. Um, very tough news there for Mountain City. Landon Papa, um, you can argue where he ranks as a quarterback in the state. Um, I know where I rank him. is still fairly high. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the state this year. Um, he's a very good football player, has great size, great athlete there, runs that system to a T over there at Mountain City. And without him, they are a little bit vulnerable this year, this week. Um, I know 
earlier this year when they played Southwest Livingston in week four and lost. They were without TJ Hopkins and Dylan George uh, this week without their starting quarterback and um, arguably their best player. I would maybe argue TJ Hopkins is their best player, but kind of those two are their best two players over there at Mound City. Um, it'll be tough. I didn't want to see Landon get suspended. Uh, I, I wanted to see Landon Papa versus Drew Quinlan uh, duel it out there. So now we'll get um, Quinlan just seeing if he can pull off the upset still, because Mountain City's still the favorite. I still think without even without Landon, they're the more talented football team because of, um, of course, T.J. Hopkins. Dylan George is going to be the kickoff and punt returner for the season All-State. He, I think, already has it locked up. He's had multiple returns this year, um, taken back for six. He had a couple in the game that I called a couple weeks ago versus Northwest Nottoway. It's just what he does. He's a very good returner. I wish they'd use him a little more often. I know they put other guys back to return kickoffs, but when he returns punts, um, he's very dynamic, and he's really fun to watch back there. Um, trying to see how many scores he has um, in the return game. He's got uh, one interception return for a touchdown and four punt returns for a touchdown this year. He has 13 total touchdowns on the season. Um which is actually these are through five games, not six. They don't have their East Atchison stats up yet um, on max preps. But Dylan George, a very good returner. He'll be dangerous to see in the punt game. If South Holt Holt does punt, he'll be interesting to kind of see there. Um, I do believe, though, Drew Quinlan will maybe do enough to keep the Spartans in this game. He's already thrown for about 900 yards this year, 17 touchdowns, does have six interceptions, but also he's ran for 664 yards and 13 touchdowns, 30 total touchdowns on the year. Uh, very good athlete there as well over there at South Holt Nottoway Hole, only a junior. Um, I believe he's fifth in the state in passing, uh, tied third in passing touchdowns. He is, I believe, 11th or – no, he's eighth in rushing yards in the season, um, tied seventh in rushing touchdowns. He is third in total yards with 1,565 and, t- and he's fourth in total touchdowns with 30. Uh, the only people with more total yards, Stephen Wilhite from Pattonsburg with 2,600. Mac Anderson from Livingston with 2,200. Those two are well above everybody else. Um, and then only people with more touchdowns, Wilhite with 49, Anderson with 40, and McEnany from East Atchison with 31. So Quinlan in a very elite company there. And that's why I think, with a little bit of tangent here, uh, figuring out who's going to be all-conference quarterback in the 275 is going to be difficult because you have Drew Quinlan, Jake McNinney, Landon Papa, and Mac Anderson. I believe Anderson will get all-purpose back. I think that's kind of his shoe-in right now. Um, but the other three guys battling for two spots will be very difficult. I could see them going uh, McEnany first team because East Ashton is going to win the conference, Papa second team, and then giving Drew Quinlan second team all-purpose back because of how many rushing yards he has this year. Um, but it'll be interesting to kind of see. Also, Joey Heron is a lock for all-conference running back uh, this year. So that's kind of the way I look at it right now is probably the way they're going to do it to get those four guys all the recognition that uh, they deserve because those four have been very good this year. And it's been cool to see the quarterback play in the 275 play as well as they have this year. It really is very interesting to kind of see how those teams are all using those quarterbacks in their certain ways. Uh, a lot of good quarterback play in the 275 conference this year. Um, I believe Quinlan's probably the best passer of the three right there. I think McEnany and Landon Papa have a little more help around them when it comes to receiving targets and just system and, and just talent around them in general. 
Uh, but Quinlan's putting up the numbers. He's going to be in the discussion. Of course, Mac Anderson, he puts up big numbers every year. He's fourth in receiving passing yards, first in rushing yards in the season, um, second in all-purpose yards. He's a stud. I mean, tied six for passing touchdowns, first in pat- rushing touchdowns, and he's second overall with total touchdowns. Anderson's going to be all-purpose back for 275. It's just the way it's going to work. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that breaks down. But back to the South Hope, Hope Mountain City game, it's going to be chilly. Everywhere across the state is going to be chilly on Friday. That plays more into Mountain City's hands because the Spartans, while they can run the ball, their bread and butter and what they do best is pass the ball. That can be a little more difficult um, in the cold. And if you look at Quidlin's targets, uh, shoots his leading receiver. Uh, Dallas Nolling also get and Houston Coleman get on the action. But you can definitely tell – they want to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, we'll see if Mountain City can cover it. I know the last year they kind of struggled with it, but also the Spartans had Eric Ottman and Reagan Morris on the outside with Taryn Clark in the backfield. Those three guys are not here this year, so it's interesting to kind of see if the Spartans, what wrinkle they're going to give Mountain City this year to kind of throw them off a little bit because this should be very interesting to kind of see how this game matches up. Um, knowing Coach Peterson over there at South Holt, Holt, He's going to have a thing or two up his sleeve for Mountain City because this is a game they always circle on their calendar um, that they want to win because this is just a big game for him. He's from Mountain City. His wife actually works over there. This is a game they want to win. And every year, it's a little bit extra goes into this week. And I can't wait to be a part of it again. I was there last year in Oregon when the Spartans were up at halftime versus that Mountain City, but down really all year long. And Mountain City did battle back in the second half and got a big win there. The Spartans gave him all they could handle before Quinlan got out, hurt and was knocked out of the game. So if Quinlan stays in the whole game, um, I don't think this Mountain City team is as good as they were last year. Um, I'm not sure about the Spartan team yet. We haven't have seen them beat a good team yet this year. If you look at their schedule, they lost to number three, Worth County, number four, Southwest Livingston, and at number two, East Atchison. Since then, they've beaten Platte Valley, DeKalb, and at Stewartsville. So they got the wins they're supposed to get. They've lost the teams they probably should have lost to, except for maybe Livingston Week 2 lost by four in that game. You could probably argue they maybe should have won that game, but they didn't. So I'm very interested to see the Spartans here. If they don't beat Mountain City without Landon Papa, they were never going to beat Mountain City this year. So um, I am curious to see how this game really plays out for these teams uh, going forward. And for Mountain City, I think this is kind of a turning point in their season. If you look at them this year, Started out 3-0 with wins over Platte Valley, at Stewartsville, at Albany, who was ranked at the time. All three dominating wins. And then they have the suspension against Livingston. They fall there. They fall in the rankings, but everyone's like, yeah, they lost. But their best, two of their best three players were out. So what does this really mean? I mean, if they played in a rematch, they'd probably beat them fairly handily. So are they really worse than Livingston? Maybe probably not. And they go... They sleepwalk through a 48-0 win at Northwest Nottoway. No big deal. They knew they were going to win that game going in. And they play East Atchison on the road, and they lose by eight. A high-scoring game, but you kind of saw them get hit in the mouth a little bit, and you didn't know if they were going to respond correctly or not. And they allowed 58 points, and the Mountain City teams that I have seen the last couple of years don't allow that on defense. They just don't allow them as scoring against them. So uh, it's interesting to see if they're going to – Rally around that a bit here, even with Landon out this week. Uh, they got South Holt, Navi Holt, DeKalb, and at Rockport in the regular season. And right now they're battling to keep that three seed right now in district. So the Spartans pull off the upset here. You can see South Holt, Navi Holt rise to that three seed. And that would be very interesting to have to see East Ashton and Mount City in the second round of the playoffs instead of the district championship game. That would be very interesting. There's a lot of at stake right here with this game for Mount City. They need a win here to stay in that three spot in the district standings, so 
I'm very excited to see this. I'm not going to pick a winner because I'm calling the game, but I want to stay um, as impartial, as partial as possible, whatever the word is. So, But I'm really excited for this game. I've been ready for this game for most of the year because I always know this game is usually pretty good. Uh, next, Rockport at Southwest Livingston. Rockport's got a few votes in the last poll. Livingston tied fourth with Mountain City in the rankings. Uh, I think Livingston wins this one fairly easily. I don't think Rockport is really that good this year. I think Joey Heron's good, but I don't know if them as a team is overall that exciting. They did beat King City last week, which is a big win for them. I didn't think they'd win that game, so good for Rockport to get a win there. Um, so we'll see. I just don't think they have the horses to stop Anderson in that Wildcat offense. So give me Southwest Livingston to get a win there at home versus Rockport. Long trip there for the Blue Jays down to Ludlow. Uh, Bishop LeBlond at Northwest Nottoway. This game on 97 won the Ville. Um, I'll take LeBlond. Just because Northwest Nottoway is not very good. I've seen him play three times in person this year. And just not a whole lot of pop of that offense with their starting running back out. It's all Oberhauser trying to get something going. It's just really tough for them to move the ball a little bit. So give me LeBlanc there. It looks explosive on offense. They haven't beat very many teams this year, but they've shown they can put up points. Um, so give me LeBlanc to get their second win in eight-man uh, this week against Northwest Nottoway. Then we go to the GRC. Albany at North Andrew. This is a very interesting game. I think Albany is better than the record states. Um, they are. They did get one vote in the last media rankings, uh, but I think North Andrew will beat. Will win this game. I'm not sure if it's going to be convincingly, but I think North Andrew does come away with a win here at home versus Albany. Um, they just need to get healthy over there, at North Andrew, before they play Worth County next week. Uh, Bramer at King City. King City should roll in this one. Uh, King City. They're one and five on the year now, but I think they're better than the record states. They've had a pretty tough. I mean, they lost to Rockport last week. Lost to North Andrew by 14. Um, lost to DeKalb by 8. Beat Stanberry by 18. Lost to Pattonsburg. Lost to North, and North County. So they've played some pretty tough opponents this year. Um, I think they beat Bramer in this one. And then the big one this week. Number 1, Stanberry at number 3, Worth County. But it's not at Worth County now. Due to the field conditions there in Grant City, they moved that game to Graceland University in Lamoni, Iowa. Um... Artificial turf, I think that helps Worth uh, Pattonsburg out just a little bit, even though Worth County did play on artificial turf last week at Bearcat Stadium against Oric. I think Pattonsburg with that high-flying offense will be a little bit even faster on artificial turf, and I think it's going to help them out a little bit here. Um, even with it being cold, as long as the wind isn't too bad, it shouldn't affect that offense too bad. Uh, will Height, just too much offense there for Pattonsburg. They're finally getting a little healthy. I talked to people over there, and they've been really banged up last couple of weeks. Um, starting receiver, of course, went out at the beginning of the year. They've had a couple other guys, including their best defender, Carter Crone, out with an injury the last couple of weeks. So he's going to be back, I think. So that's going to really help them versus that Worth County rushing attack with Alarcon, uh, Reinhardt, and Gladstone. A three-headed monster there for Worth County. I think Pattonsburg will be enough to do enough to slow it down and just kind of outscore Worth County to a win there. So give me Pattonsburg on the road and maybe make a statement in her mind – us, especially me, of how good they really are this year and how talented they are maybe coming out with a statement win here at Worth County. We'll have to see, though, how that game <sighs> kind of turns out. I'm very interested to see how that game turns out. I'll keep an eye on that score definitely as the day goes on, number one Pattonsburg at number three Worth County to kind of see how that game is flowing. And then a couple, one non-conference matchup here, North Shelby Number six in the state at Stanberry. Um, in the past, this has been a Stanberry being ranked. North Shelby kind of a spunky team this year. A little bit of the opposite. Uh, the scripts have flipped here. 
North Shelby's a good football team. They are. They you saw them beat North Andrew um, a couple weeks ago. You saw them last week uh, take care of Chillahowie in pretty much a JV game. Uh, North Shelby is very talented this year. They're very good. They're going to win this week, I think, at Stanbury. Um, I got to see Stanbury in person for the first time last week. They did lose to North Andrew 52-12, to but North Andrew didn't run all over them. North Andrew kind of struggled with their running game a bit. They couldn't move the Bulldogs line scrimmage like I thought they would. Maybe some less due to injury, but also Stanbury much better at the point of attack than I thought they were. Um, really impressed with Colvin up front. Just a sophomore there. They got a lot of sophomores over there at Stanbury. Uh, but they were very impressive last week in the run defense. Their pass defense, not so much. Uh, Baker and Linville really tore them up through the air. Uh, but Stanbury did a nice job in the phone box, in the phone booth, really competing with uh, North Andrew. I was really impressed by that, even in their uh, blowout loss. Uh, so you can see Stanbury's going to be pretty good next year and the year after. They have so many young kids on that team that they're going to get better as the into next going into next year. But I think North Shelby just too talented. Um with an extra week of rest pretty much from the North Andrew game, getting their guys all healthy. Um, North Shelby, I think they win this game instead of a big top, possibly top five matchup next week um, against Pattonsburg over in Shelbyville. So that's one they look forward to. North Shelby, I think they get a win this week, and then they get to play Pattonsburg, and that's a huge matchup in the state of Missouri. Chillahowie at Norburn Harden Central. Norburn Harden Central is a much better team here, uh, given the Aggies and Kaiser Hughes. Uh, Northwest Hughesville, actually the Aggies last week probably should have beat Osceola. They came back and they were a two-point conversion away from tying that game going to overtime, making a big comeback versus Osceola without Tyler Guerin. So Norman Harden Central, um, pretty good football team over there. They're okay. Um, they're average, but I think they're going to beat Chillahowie, who is uh, not good. Uh, Chillahowie, Bramer, and Northwest Nottoway are some of the worst teams um, in the state right now. So... There's that. Uh, Northwest Hughesville at Liberal. Uh, Liberal should win this one. Northwest Hughesville, just not a whole lot uh, in their arsenal this year. KC East Christian at Oric. Oric ranked 10th in the state. Give me Oric. Uh, they showed me a lot last week, actually, playing Worth County Tough without their best player, Blake Buchanan. I'm not sure how long he is out. Um, I haven't heard anything from the Bearcats down there, but to play on the road, I know the game was in Maryville, but still in Worth County's part of the state, to come up here, Play Worth County to a draw through the first half and only down 14-6 to six at ha- going into the fourth quarter is so impressive to keep that offense down to 14 points. 28 points for the whole game um, with some calls maybe going against them there. And I'll get this to the referees in the state here in just a minute. But Oric, the way they played Worth County last week was uber impressive. I actually was higher. I did not rank them before they played Worth County. I did rank them after they played Worth County because I've, I'm one of those that context matters. I know they dropped one spot in the media poll, um, but they, they I added them to my rankings just because to do that against Worth County when you're not at full strength is highly impressive. And I think the teams down south, I don't know if they're getting just progressively better or if the teams in the northwest part of the state are just not as good as they usually are. But you can tell the gap between the northern and the southern teams in the state has closed considerably uh, going into this year, when you see teams like North Shelby beat North Andrew. I know they're not in the south, but they're not in the northwest part of the state. Uh, North, An- North Shelby beat North Andrew. Oric pushing Worth County to the edge there. You just keep seeing this over and over, and it's very interesting to kind of see that uh, going forward. Number seven, Appleton City at Osceola. Uh, Osceola is how they're starting quarterback. Not much of a chance here. I think Appleton City rolls in this one. They've got to play Liberal still and then Norman Harden Central. I think Appleton City will roll to a 9-0 regular season matchup uh, record and 
walk into the playoffs undefeated. So that'll be interesting to kind of see how Appleton City handles that. And the number nine Drexel at Rich Hill. Uh, Rich Hill did give Pattinsburg a run for their money last week, so I think they're better than the record states. But I think Drexel might, if they played Appleton City again later in the year, instead of in week two, I think Drexel might actually win that game. So give me Drexel here to beat Rich Hill. I think Drexel still has a good chance of making the state semifinal. So that's all the games for this week. Uh, district standings, which is what are important uh, going forward here. In district number one down south, it's Appleton City 1, Drexel 2, Osceola 3, Rich Hill 4. That's uh, right. Liberal 4, Rich Hill 5, Northwest Hughesville 6, and Chillahowie 7. I don't see a whole lot of movement happening here. Maybe Liberal and Osceola will switch there going forward um, just because of um, Garen's injury. Did they play? They did play in week one, so Liberal has to get at least another spot above them for that to really matter. So even if Liberal catches them in the pass them overall record, if they're next to each other in the standings, uh, Osceola will get a flip over them because of the head-to-head. So that's one thing to look forward to going forward. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe Rich Hill can make a run and maybe pass Osceola if they do that. Then you could see Liberal jumping up to the three spot. But we'll just have to see going forward with that. Um, but I do like Appleton City and Drexel in that re- district. Uh, I do think Drexel would win a rematch with Appleton City right now. So give me Drexel to move on to the state semifinal of that one. District 2, right now it's Oric 1, Livingston 2, North Shelby 3. Uh, they're all within uh, about two points in the Mishas. Uh, calculation thing within each other for those top three spots. Um, I do think Livingston's going to finish 8-1, and one, and I think they're going to claim the number one spot in that district. And I think the winner of Oric North Shelby in week nine will be the two seed. Because I think North Shelby will probably lose to Pattonsburg in a couple weeks, and that will give them another, another loss, which will widen Livingston gap over them, but the North Shelby will beat Oric. They claim that two seed. Oric will get the three, uh, followed by Norburn Harden Central at the four, Stewartsville five, and, North, and Bramer at six. I think it's going to stay pretty much the same there in the bottom of it as well. So that first round, you could. my prediction is Oric hosting Bramer and then Stewartsville at Norbert Harden Central with North Shelby and Livingston getting by. North Shelby would put the winner of Norbert Harden Central. Stewartsville, Livingston would get the winner. No, sorry. North Shelby get the winner of Oric, Bramer. Livingston gets the winner of Norbert Harden Central versus Stewartsville. Um, as we move on to district number three, right now it's Worth County 1, Pattonsburg 2, Albany 3, Stanbury 4, King City 5, Platte Valley 6, Northwest Norway 7. Um, King City and Stanbury should flip uh, due to being side-by-side, and King City has the head-to-head. Um, I think Pattonsburg will beat Worth County this week, and they'll jump to the one seed. I think the final district standings in this one will be Worth County 1, no, sorry, Pattonsburg 1, Worth County 2, Albany 3, King City 4, Stanbury 5, Platte Valley 6, and Northwest Nottoway 7. But keep an eye on Platte Valley. If they can beat DeKalb and Stewartsville here down the stretch, you could see Platte Valley uh, jump Stanbury and possibly get to that 5 seed. And Stanbury could be the 6 seed in the district, which I did not think was ever going to be possible. In their first round matchups, you'd have Worth County hosting Northwest Nottoway, um, Albany hosting either Stanbury or Platte Valley, and then King City hosting either Stanbury or Platte Valley. So, Interesting to kind of see that. You could see a couple of rematches there. If it's right now the way it is, it'd be Albany, Platte Valley again, and Stanbury, King City again. Rematches there in the first round of that district. I do like Pattonsburg coming out of that one. Um, also didn't say this, but District 2, I like North Shelby to come out of that one right now. So North Shelby, Pattonsburg, and a rematch there in the semifinals would be interesting, though. I think Livingston, Pattonsburg could be, could be fun as well. District number 4. This one's tough. 
This one's super tough right now. You have East Atchison 1, Mound City at the 2 for now, uh, North Andrew 3, Rockport 4, South Holt Nolly Holt 5, DeKalb 6, and Bishop LeBlonde 7. Uh, this is interesting because uh, Mound City still has to play South Holt Nolly Holt and Rockport and DeKalb. Uh, Rockport still has South Holt Nolly Holt and Mound City. Uh, DeKalb, they still have Mound City. So, a lot of things can still change in this district. I think East Atchison is going to roll to that one seed and get to host throughout district play. Uh, North Andrew, they still have to play Worth County in Albany, I believe, here going forward. Uh, let me look here real quick. Um, of course, here this week, North Andrew plays Albany at Worth County and then at Bramer. So they'll beat Bramer. We'll see how they do versus Albany and Worth County. I think they go 2-1 and one down this stretch. Um and get to six and three on the year, that might be enough to probably keep the three seed, depending on how uh, they score. South Holt, Nolly Holt. Um, again, South Holt, Nolly Holt could run the table and get to six and three as well with wins over Rockport and Mount City. You could possibly see them jump up to the three or maybe even the two seed. So we'll kind of see Mount City though. I think they're gonna, they could if they beat South Holt, Nolly Holt, they'll beat Rockport probably in the year. Uh, they'll finish the year seven and two and be on that two seed line. So I'm very interested to see how it goes the last couple of weeks, but right now, the first round matches will be Mound City, Bishop LeBlonde, North Andrew DeCab, and then Rockport, South Holt, Nolly Holt. Um, so that'd be very interesting. I do think that despite East Atchison beating Mound City, I said this before that game, I think Mound City wins a rematch in that one. Give me Mound City to win District Number 4. So I'd have Mound City, Drexel, and then North Shelby, Pattonsburg for the champion for the semifinals. Pattonsburg, Mound City for my state title with Pattonsburg right now would be my champ. So it's very interesting to kind of see that it goes forward. Um, number one team according to points in Misha. The top five for Misha's kind of point standings. We go East Atchison, Appleton City, Worth County, Pattonsburg, Oric. In their top five. Next five would be Drexel, Southwest Livingston, Mound City, North Shelby, North Andrew. So very interesting to kind of see how those rankings kind of play themselves out. Um, conference standings. East Atchison's going to win the 275 unless they slip up versus somebody. They'll be the conference champions. Livingston second. Mound City right now sitting third tied with Rockport. Um, GRC standings right now. Pattonsburg, Worth County. This is for the conference title this week. Um, bearing something weird happening. Uh, say Worth County beats Pattonsburg and then North Andrew beating Worth County. Um, it should be the winner of this game. will win conference in the GRC. Central River, it'll come down to Oric, North Shelby in week number nine. Uh, give me North Shelby to edge him out in that one. And then the Wemo, it's going to be Appleton City's going to win that conference. Uh, they're undefeated right now, 2-0 in conference play with a win over Drexel already, who is 2-1, 5-1 overall. So that's what's going on right now. Uh, before I close this podcast, which we are about 27 minutes in, I do want to get into officiating real quick. I don't want to say any game was won or lost with the officials because I think that's a pretty weak argument kind of throughout because both teams can look at officials or in certain calls or in certain games and point to it and say that's the reason we lost. It's very weak reasoning in my opinion. But that being said, the officiating in high school this year has been bad. There's been many games that I've went to and called where just procedurally it's bad. Like there was one game I was at – too many guys on defense. The offense snapped the ball, got two yards. No big deal. Okay, five-yard penalty comes out. Too many men on the field. Okay, should be first and five. They mark it first and three. They gave him the two yards plus the five-yard penalty to repeat the first down. What? Uh, that same game, 
the home team got up by 34 points or something like that. They started trying to do a running clock. In 8-man, there is no running clock. There is a mercy rule at 45 points. In 11-man, there's a 30-point There's a 30 point running clock rule, but not in 8-man. So just little things like that really bother me. Not to mention um, if they call a really soft targeting call on one of the better players in the state and he has to miss a rivalry game the next week. That's not what that call is for. The targeting call is to protect defenseless players. That was not a play where someone was defenseless in any way or a malicious hit was um, given. It just wasn't. So the fact that the officials threw that flag and ejected that player and now he can't play this week in a big rivalry game, I think is very disappointing. And I could be the first person to tell you, hey, he deserved it. I mean, I graduated from Nottie Holt. We did not like Mount City growing up. But you know what? Mount City did not deserve that hit one of their best players being kicked out of this game. They just didn't. And I've seen the video. I kind of wanted to share the video, but I've decided not to because I don't want to put Mound City in the light of them whining about a call. Even though coming from me, it wouldn't be that because I'm not a Mound City homer. I know many guys from Mound City who are still mad at me for last year picking Worth County in the state championship game by two scores. I get told about every weekend when I see them in Maryville. What up, Dylan Mars? (laughs) But we have a good time. I mean, they're still upset that I picked Worth County last year. It was the wrong decision in the end because Mountain City didn't win that game. But I am not known as a Mountain City supporter in any way. Uh, I just kind of call it as I see it right now. And right now, that's a very bad call that really affects this week and can really affect the playoff picture. Because as I said this multiple times through this podcast, if Mountain City loses this week, they drop to 4-3. and three, And two of their losses kind of have um, asterisks beside it because of suspensions. And South Holt Nottingham gets the four and three. North Andrew gets the five and two, and Rockport gets the five and two. All of a sudden, Mount City plummets to the five seed in districts, and I think they're one of the better teams in the state. It just makes it more difficult for the route. I think they would win out and get to six and three, and I think Rockport would lose a couple of games there to South Holt Nottingham Holt to Mount City, and they would drop to who's Rockport got this week. Livingston. So yeah, I think Rockport loses this week, so they'll fall to four and three. So maybe the Mount City just drops to the four seed. But it's just like, guys, this mad this stuff matters. Who's Rockport? I'm on, I'm sorry, I got confused here. What's Rockport got? Rockport has Livingston, South Holt, Nottingham, and Mount City. Oof, that's a tough three game stretch there for Rockport in the year. I think they go 0 and three there, and they finish the regular season four and five. So I think they're gonna finish around four and five. So they'll most likely be the five seed. Maybe drop to the six. They lost to DeKalb in week number one. So I think Rockport might finish to the six seed. And they're going to be a tough out as a sixth seed, though, if they have to play a North Andrew, a South Holt Hold again, or a Mound City in back-to-back weeks. They'll be a tough out to win, to beat on back-to-back weeks uh, going forward. But as I said, this loss for Mound City really affects district standings, and it could really end up hurting one team in particular, East Atchison. You don't want to see Mound City in the second round of the districts. If they follow the 4-5 line and they win their first-round game, all of a sudden it's Mound City, East Atchison in the district semifinals, which will be the district championship game pretty much, in my opinion. I don't want to see that happen. I want to see the best teams play each other later in the year. That's why Worth County and Pattonsburg, that should be a district championship game. I think Mound City EA should be a district championship game. Appland City Drexel, same thing. North Shelby, Les Ellis Livingston, same thing. Um, you, you could argue that Mound City EA could be a semifinal or championship game because of how good those two teams are. But they were stuck in the same district. But if you're going to get stuck in the same district, I want those two teams to at least make the district championship game. Because I think the next two teams, North Andrews, South Holt, Holt, Rockport, DeKalb, 
are all in one ste- a step or in some of the cases a two or three steps behind those teams right now. Um, so that's just the way I view it right now. I hate when officials um, become try to become bigger than the game. That really bugs me. Um, and I just hate it for the kids as well. I said it last week when I heard the Tyler Guerin kid from Osceola was out for the year with a serious injury. Um, I don't want to hear that. It's a, it's a terrible thing to hear. I don't want to see any of these kids get hurt like that. Um, and the same thing with a kid getting wrongly uh, kicked out of the game and it hurting him getting suspended for the next week. That's just wrong in my opinion. It sucks for him. It sucks for his teammates. It sucks for the coaching staff over there. I mean, it's just wrong in my opinion. And it's something Misha needs to really answer for because that was a terrible penalty. Um, that really affects the futures of a lot of teams in the area um, more than just that one outcome did, which was a big win for East Atchison beating Mountain City. Not taking anything away from EA's win. Uh, big win there for the Wolves in that program. So that's just the way I see it right now. So I've talked long enough. Hope Thank you guys for listening. I've went over 30 minutes in this podcast. I'll have another one Friday night. I'll have to do it real quick because I need to go to bed Friday night because I'm going to KC on Saturday morning. I'm leaving like 6 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to try not to stay up too late there Friday night. So if everyone could please send your scores in to at Mo8ManFootball. Um, don't tag me because um, it really clogs my phone up because I have both accounts on my phone. So if you just send it to Mo8ManFootball, just send it to that account. I will see it there and get it retweeted out so everyone can see the scores and get them all posted before I go to bed Friday night. Um... I'm very excited to see this game Friday night, though, between South Holt and Holt and Mound City. I'm excited to see Mound City's new press box and to be in it instead of out in the cold again this year. And it's ironic that last time I was in Mound City calling a football game, it was um, in the teens, I think. It was freezing. It was snow on the ground. And now it's the coldest game to date on the year it is, again, going to Mound City. And it's going to be cold. And guess what? Mound City, where your field's at, there is zero wind block. So the wind always howls over there, and it's always super cold. So I don't like that. But... It is what it is. I can't wait. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, thank you for following Moe Man Football. Thank you for getting us over 1,000 followers. It happened on Sunday. I was so happy with that. I was actually sitting in church going, we have 998 followers. And then all of a sudden, one person in Appleton City Football followed us on t- Twitter. And I was so excited. A little over three years running the account. We're over 1,000 followers for this small class of football in northwest Missouri mainly, uh, with some other parts of the state kind of joining in now. So I'm very excited with the uh, growth. And um, thank you for all the coaches in the area who talk to me and give me little tidbits of information. You guys are the best to help me form an educated opinion about your team and all the other teams in the area. I really appreciate that because I want to be correct with this stuff. I want to be as accurate as possible, whether it's your team or whether it's the team you're playing. I just want to get all this and get these teams ranked kind of the best way possible. And that's not possible if... Um, I don't have information and feedback from you guys. Um, and again, the rankings going into this week, number one, Pattonsburg, number two, East Atchison, number three, Worth County, number four, Mount City and Southwest Livingston, number six, North Shelby, number seven, Appleton City, number eight, North Andrew, number nine, Drexel, number 10, Oric. Also receiving votes, South Holt, Nolly Holt, Rockport, Liberal, and Albany. I will say seeing... Four teams not part of Northwest Missouri in the rankings there with uh, North Shelby, Appleton City, Drexel, and Oric is actually good to see because it's showing me that there's talent outside of Northwest Missouri. Because you've seen in the years past, it's nine, maybe all ten teams are in the 275 in the GRC, just dominating that Christian year in the, in the past before they joined the GRC was kind of in there as well. 
to see the teams like North Shelby and Appleton City jump in there and get ranked over some of the traditional powers is really fun to see. And I think it's really good for the sport in general to expand other parts of the state and get more relevant. So it's more gets more recognition because only if the state champions come from one part of the state. I'll tell you this right now, the team that's been the farthest south to ever win a state title is DeKalb. That's St. Joe. So and maybe the farthest one to the east is Worth County. Maybe that's the farthest one east. So you could see possibly Pattonsburg win a state title. You could see Southwest Livingston, maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. You could see North Shelby compete for one. Appleton City, Drexel, Oric. I mean, it's just interesting to see these teams finally get some recognition and to maybe compete for a state title that really hasn't been. You saw a couple teams from Norburn Hardenstool in the past that would be that would make the state championship game, but then they'd get run off the field. So I want to see it, maybe a team from the other part of the state possibly jump up. You saw uh, Sacred Heart a couple of years ago compete with Worth County, at least in the state championship game. So I'm curious to see if that happens this year with the northwest part of the state being a little bit down and the southern part being um, up a little bit. So maybe if that gap is close enough, then we might be able to see a bit of an upset. So we'll see what happens. I think there are seven to nine really good teams in the state but no great teams unless Pattonsburg gets really healthy, and then they could be the one team that's great this year. But we'll kind of see. They haven't proven it yet. But also their schedule has been kind of light early on this year, and it's really helped them. They've had some injuries. Um, but their schedule definitely toughens up here. Last three weeks, they can make a real statement with Atworth County, at North Shelby, at uh, Albany to end the year. So Pattonsburg could make a statement with three road games here and kind of solidify themselves as the favorite going forward. That's one thing I'm looking forward to. You guys have a great Friday. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Give me some feedback if you have it. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Make sure to tune in to 95.9 FM on Friday night uh, for South Holt Nami Holt at number four Mound City. Also, if you want to listen to 97 the Ville, you should. Uh, you got LeBlanc Northwest Nottoway at halftime. Myself and Jeff Kahn sit down and talk eight-man football. So if you want to see, hear more of myself discussing eight-man football, tune in. They'll have about a 10-minute interview there during halftime of that game. So enjoy. A little over 38 minutes now. I've talked long enough. You guys have a great Friday. This is Straight Up Sports with Devin Albertson.